morning and welcome to Atheist Talk and KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. Today is Sunday, December 10th. Today we're going to be talking to Rob Ray about the original Motto Project. In studio with me is Hertzie Hertz and Maddie Love. Be sure to stay tuned for the American View. Atheist Viewpoint in the fourth segment of the hour. We welcome listener interaction during the live show with your phone calls to 952-946-6205 or your emails to radio at mnatheist.org. Models can be useful things. The original model of the United States was changed in the 1950s to In God We Trust. Rob Ray of the Original Model Project is trying to change that. He blogs at Secular Yacking. You can find links and program archives on the Minnesota Atheist website, Hertzie Hertz, Maddie Love, and Rob Ray, welcome to Atheist Talk. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, very morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, thank very you for morning. Oh yes. Thank you for joining us on this early Sunday morning, especially since you said that you were on the West Coast, which means this is extra early for you. So Yeah, considering I didn't get until midnight last night. Oh all good. Oh, oh my. my goodness, I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, we had our uh, annual solstice party. So. Ah, ours is actually coming up next weekend, so I'll probably plug that later. Um, but Rob, thanks for joining us. And so, can you tell us exactly what the original motto project does or is trying to do? Oh, sure. So the original, well, yeah. So the original motto project is literally a an organization that wants to change us back to the original motto, e pluribus unum, which is what we feel our founders uh, wanted us to have. Um, e pluribus unum was the, the motto that they put on the the first seal of the United States, and it was did the de facto motto until 1956. In fact, many other nations used that as our de facto motto, um, even though it wasn't official. So the idea is that we need to get away from this religious motto of in God we trust and uh, move back to a, a more inclusive uh, e pluribus unum or out of many one. Okay. And and you said that it changed in 1956. I'm, I'm guessing there is a, a giant red reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that red reason is Russia. Or at the, the original version of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a huge problem with communism back in the, the 50s and 60s and all that, that time frame and Americans or some Americans wanted to say how pious America was so they wanted to stick God in everything they possibly could Crazy. Uh, which gave us our current motto and our current um, pledge I'm sorry I have a terrible sense of humor <laughs> so Rob I have a question um, can yeah. you clarify so but prior to the 1950s was there any motto on the money or was the motto was it changed to be in God we trust? Was e pluribus unum on, on the money but prior to putting in God we trust? So e pluribus unum has been on pretty much all the money ever since they started printing money because it's on the Great Seal, right? And the Great Seal is on almost all coinage, right? And it's on every um, paper money. It's always been there. So that's always been there. Um, but in God we trust didn't really get on the money until uh, the Civil War. When in 1864, the uh, Secretary of Treasury decided that it should go on coins to show how pious the Union was. So in the end, this still comes just so, back down to like you know we have to show how pi- how pious we are. We have to. It just ends up coming down to a stupid, ridiculous God belief. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And each time it was suggested by either uh, a minister or, or some religious organization that you know we should do this to show how godly 
the United States is. Which is so interesting because, I mean, they were supposed to, you know, we're trying, the, the whole point was to have the separation. But how many times, you know, back then and even now we have these pastors coming in and saying, oh, but we need to do X. And it's like, why is anybody listening to you? Exactly. We won't listen to the scientists who are warning us about all these big things, but we'll listen to the guy in the with the imaginary friend. Well, and what strikes me as right. interesting, Rob, about that is that, you know, the South also touted themselves as being very pious. I mean, they used the Bible as a justification to keep owning slaves. So I just think it's it's right. it's ironic that then the North is like, no, we're the more pious, and here's how we can prove it. Like, I, I don't even well, understand. Even in the, the if you go and look at the um, Confederate Constitution, they uh, they have God and Christianity in their Constitution. Interesting. I mean, yeah. Um, this is a very religiously based constitution. Hmm. I don't, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but no, that, I know it's got it in there. But and it, and it is kind of that interesting separation because you know the union, of course, was going to keep the original ish or the what they had as the constitution, which definitely leaves God out of it completely. Correct. So, so I do have to ask this question, Rob. How many successful challenges have you had with the with the original model project? Well, we would have to define successful. Okay, so how are we defining? One of the things that we do is when uh, we find... Uh, in- <laughs> so, um, I describe successful as being able to get E Pluribus Unum alongside In God We Trust. Okay. Because one of the things we do is we... Um, a lot of cities and counties want to put it on their buildings, um, which, yeah, that was something that frustrated me when I first found out. Um, in fact, that's what started this whole thing. But... Whenever we get E Pluribus Unum alongside In God We Trust, or we get them to not put In God We Trust up on, on the building, we consider that a success. I can work with that. I can work with and that. I've had, um, yeah, we've had a total of five successes over the past two years. Woohoo! Um, not the greatest track record, but it's better than it was before. So, 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 can I ask how many losses there were? Uh, there have been at least fifty. Ouch. Dang. Okay, if you ever... Well, if, unless uh, you start considering... Unless you bring in the Sheriff's Department. So the Sheriff's Department started doing that too. Police departments, um, all sorts of emergency vehicles and things like that. If we count those in as well, we're we're pushing over 300 losses. Oof. I didn't realize... I sent a letter to every single one of them as well. Does there ever seem to be like a regional thing? Like it, you see it happening more in certain states or certain areas of the country? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we've got a map on our website which tracks the sheriffs. I'm working on the city city and county councils. That's a little more difficult. First, I was able to track live because it happened after we came into being. Um, but on that map, you can see this, this entire southeast corner of the United States is just covered up with, you know, little dots of where these stickers have gone on these cars. And uh, every once in a while, you'll see one in somewhere else. Like, I think we've got one in Wisconsin and one in Idaho and um, I think one in California, right? But most of it is is the traditional Civil War South. So are people putting those on as, like, like they're trying to take a stand against what they see as like liberal stuff, and that because I guess when I think about putting in God we trust on something now, not that cons- why well, I feel it more like a conservative statement against like the liberal well, elitists. 
I'm going to give you the same thing they tell me when I ask them that sort of question. And they're like, it's the motto. I'm allowed to put it on. That is literally the their excuse. So that we're allowed to put it on, but that doesn't speak to like why you chose to. Because there's a lot of things I'm allowed to do that I don't choose to do. Right. I'm allowed well, to. A lot of them don't give me uh, a real um, reasoning. But you can tell within a lot of the way that they word it that they want to um, portray their piousness and to say how religious our nation is. Well, and I do feel like, and I, I'm not like the first one to say this, but like the, that they're, it's like the many people that are on the religious right have this stand, idea that like they're persecuted. And so this is their way of like standing up against the right. persecution. But then the fact that they can do this yeah. shows that they're not all that persecuted. Like it's like, exactly. it's kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And in fact, we we see that quite a bit. They're like, well, we're tired of having to be the quote silent major- majority, is what they call themselves. I'm like you're not very silent. No, and you're also not the majority. Well, I mean, and it's also funny because it's like you can't go what, yeah. even in Minnesota, you can't go six blocks without running into a church. Right. I mean, maybe a little farther when you're in rural areas, but that's because the blocks are like three miles long. Or God loved me when I was three months old right. and my mommy's tummy sign. But that's another topic. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, like, just like there's so much religion. At least, I mean, up here, was, we're the north. We're not the southeast. But, I mean, even around here, we are just saturated with religious nonsense. Oh, yeah. So, I got two minutes, I think. Um, let's see here. I want to save this big one for later because I, I want more time for it. Um, but you do have a podcast. Do you want to talk about that for I just do. a moment? Sure. I'm, I am a co-host of a podcast called Secular Yacking, which uh, my wife, Amy, is also on with me. Um, we basically talk a lot of uh, politics and culture relating to human... Um, we uh, it originally started... It was originally going to be a podcast for the original Motto Project, and she read what I was going to do, and she wouldn't let me do it because she felt I would be too boring and no one would listen, <laughs> which she probably was right. <laughs> oh, our, our loved ones truly love us when they speak from the heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so saying she, she was right. To do this uh, podcast with me. I was going to say, Maddie, that's and, part of the reason you're here. Successful, so. Because I am boring. <laughs> it's totally not true. I, to be fair, Rob, I would have listened to an original Model pro- Project podcast. Yeah, I probably would too. Actually, we had one. We did have one for a short time. It was called Top Talks, and we did about ten episodes. And it was basically just a biweekly update of what was going on with the original Model Project. Right. And we did have listeners, but there wasn't enough going on to keep that going. Mm. You know, it was, we were basically saying the same thing every two weeks. So it's like, eh, do we really need to do this? So, so decided to diversify. All right. Well, yeah. th- at this point, we're coming up on our first break, so please stay with us through the break. You're listening to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be back with our discussion with Rob Ray. Welcome back. 
back to Atheist Talk on AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm Scott Lohman. If you have a comment or a question, please call us at 952-946-6205 or send an email to radio at mnatheist.org. Maddie Love and Hertzie Hertz are in the studio with me, and we're talking to Rob Ray of the Original Motto Project. So welcome back to Atheist Talk. Thank you, and welcome back, Rob. All right, so I know this was a big one that you wanted to talk about, um, and that is the reaction of the project, um, both the religious and the atheist communities. So let's let's start with the religious, because I think that's kind of the obvious one. So how's how has their reaction been? Uh, they don't like us at all, for, for the most part. I um, am shocked. You should see my shock yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, a lot of uh, city council meetings and things like that, and I'm, they're basically calling us, you know, devil worshippers and things like that. And, you know, just a given. Um, for, for the most part, like I said, the religious people just completely discounted us. They consider us un-American since we don't want to have the same motto as motto as they do. Um, there have, however, been uh, some religious organizations that are in support of us. Yeah. Um, you'll see sometimes a, a minority religion mm-hmm. or even a, a minority sect of Christianity that is willing to uh, support us or have the same view as us. So Buddhism, Hinduism, sometimes the Muslims will uh, step in there uh, or some of the more liberal Christians will uh, come along and, and sign on with us as well. I always like those more liberal Christian groups, admittedly. <laughs> right. And well, I mean, I guess, you know, think about it, that doesn't surprise me. I was talking to Nick Fish a couple weeks ago from American Atheist, and we were chatting about like um, America's United for Church and State, that organization, and how for a long time right. it was even led by somebody who was religious mm-hmm. because they understood that one day the religion that's in charge won't be my religion. And do I really want like an, a religious organization making rules that I have to abide by? Or making religious rules that I have to abide by, and that's kind of why we have that separation of church and state in there. I, I guess, and part of my thing is is just taking it a step even further back than that is, you know, it's just basic niceness, yeah. the basic niceness of doing or not doing a thing. <laughs> um, and so, how was the reaction in the atheist community then, Rob? Well, I was actually surprised. Uh, I've what we ended up with was like a 85-15% split in the uh, atheist community. 85% of the people were like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, let's let's do this. Let's make it work, right, of the people that actually responded. I assume there's there's like um, a different split of people who don't care, and there's quite a bit of those as well. Um, but the other side was these people who were basically – not just who cares, but why are you even doing something about this piddly little nothing thing? And I got a lot of that from the atheist community. Oh. They, they considered the motto basically you know, an, a non-issue that we can't fight and we'll never win. So why even bother with it? I don't understand. Like, I, I can kind of understand the mindset of, look, we're never going to win this fight. Let's work on something else that we could. But the idea that it's just a piddly little thing, I think about it when I when I've chatted with other people of minority faiths or you know other minority religions or whatnot, and they talk about feeling like they're not represented. And I don't think that anybody right. who lives here should ever feel like the people that are supposed to be taking care of them don't represent them. 
And I actually, I I hate to interrupt you, Rob, but we actually have a caller, which is kind of awesome. Um, So we have Lynette from Chaska. Lynette, welcome to Atheist Talk. Oh, that was quick. I was expecting to be on hold. So um, I was having a thought the other day, and I thought, what show could I call with this thought? And I thought, ah, the Atheist Show, yes. Um, You know, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't have the Bible verse in my head, but behind this um, seems like um, hatred of Mother Earth seems to be this idea that, you know, since uh, we're all supposed to go to heaven, then we don't need to take care of this planet. And because even, I don't know, for a long time I've always wondered, you know, why is it, it seems the conservative mindset has no regard, you know, for, you know, pollute as much as you want, it's your, it's your God-given right, I guess. Um, and just, you know, if we destroy this place, well, so what? You know, because we're going to heaven. And I just, I wish that that would get talked about more in our in our general world, that what's behind this, you know, not caring for the planet and saying, well, there it is. And I know it's it's the something about, and I'm not thinking of it right now because I'm, I'm trying to think of it, um, is it's like, you know, mankind being tempted by earthly desires. And so the only way you can not be tempted by that is to get rid of the earth. I mean, I just feel that's what's behind all of this. It does, it does not, feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Um, just, just not to cut you off or, or anything, but did you have a question for Rob regarding like uh, the in God we trust on money? I guess it sounds like you're it sounds like you're a believer, and that's awesome. We uh, we love it when believers call in. How do you feel about having in God we trust on money? I don't really feel that it's necessary because I do I do feel that there should be a separation of church and state, and and that's absolutely why it needs to be there because no one can ever agree if if someone has a spiritual belief it's a very personal belief and it's not something that you can make everybody agree upon and i think it hasn't worked and it should be i, I don't think it should be that is basically my opinion awesome i love it when like atheists and believers can come together like it sounds like my personal belief is that we should take care of the planet. Um, in fact i believe everybody that's currently in the studio right now thinks that including rob um so it's, yeah. I love it when atheists and Christians can like look past and go, okay, we, we can disagree on this, but let's at least make the world a better place for the people that are living in it. And, and Lynette, as far- and I'm not necessarily saying I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm just saying that it seems, that's my disappointment oh, okay. with, Christ, with Christians is that they're not looking at this part of the Bible like, okay, so the apple, Eve uh, supposedly tempted um, Adam, and so we have that. But the earth is round like an apple. I'm very, me- I, this is what I think. I'm very metaphorical. Well, so I'm thinking, coins. The earth okay. is like a big apple, <laughs> you know, and flat. it's like, I just feel that in the back of Christianity, and not just Christianity, I mean, there's other religions that don't feel this planet is worth saving either. Uh, oh, and, and if but- you bomb the heck out of it, that's okay. Um, but I mean, they feel like, oh, if, if we're tempted by these earthly things, if we just get rid of it, then that's the solution. Lynette, that's what it feels like to me. Lynette, so, I, mean, I just wanted your thoughts on it. I'm sorry, I don't have a question. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Actually, I was going to ask if, because um, it sounds like you're very passionate about this, and I would love to have an like an, a full show about this. So I'm wondering if you could please email at mnradio@mnatheist.org, at and then you and I can connect. Because I'm actually. Well, okay, Maddie calls okay. me the executive producer, and we can maybe put together <laughs> a panel. Fabulous. All right, so go ahead and email me, and we'll get together, and we'll talk about that, okay? Okay, I might have to ask. I might have to get it. 
from you later too because okay. I'm, I'm getting ready for work right now. So. Okay, you can, I was gonna I, say, I will, thank you, you can also find me on Facebook Sorry. at Hertz Hurt, Hertz. Okay, Hertz Hertz. Okay, Hertz. got it. Thanks. All right, thank you so much for the call. All right. Don't even have time for a quick question. Rob, just give us your uh, your websites where we can find the project and your own personal website, and then uh, we'll go go to break. Yeah, um, you can find the Original Motto Project at originalmotto.us, and you can find Secular Yacking at secularyacking.com. Try to make them really easy. That is really easy. We, nice. We like that. So, please stay with us through the break. You're listening to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be back with our discussion with Rob Ray this morning. for the United States is E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. It was changed to In God We Trust in the 1950s. Rob Ways, our guest, is currently working to uh, change that back with his original motto project. Welcome back to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. If you have a question or a comment, please call us at 952-946-6205 or email at radio at mnatheist.org. I'm Scott Lohman. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant. If you'd like to advertise in this program, please contact us at the, web, at the email at radio at mnatheist.org. The radio program is put together by dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of our listeners. If you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our radio page. This week's donor is Richard Dean. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. Our music is composed by member Brent Michael Davids and is used with permission. Check the schedule for book clubs, discussion groups, pub crawls, movie nights, and other gatherings throughout the year as well. Sign up for meetings, listen to podcasts of previous programs, subscribe to Atheist Weekly Email, and become a member, all at minnesotaatheist.org. And now back to our final segment. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, all right, so we were talking about how the atheists community's reaction to this, to the original motto project. Um, and you were saying that it was kind of a split between 85-15. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Um, I, you know, those are just guess numbers from what I've, I've noticed. I didn't actually do a poll. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, still. We could, I was going to say, we don't have to be scientific about everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, um yeah, you know, like the problems was people didn't think it was a big enough issue, or that you know it's too small. And, and I came up with a little exercise that I, I, I tried out a few times, and I, I'd like to try it with you guys and see what you think. Oh, I'm totally willing to be All an right. experiment exercise. Okay, so let's say I am a uh, senator, and okay. I'm an evangelical Christian senator, and mm. I say I want to make the Bible the book of the United States. Nope. Do we see a problem with this? Well, yeah. I mean, yes, we see a problem. <laughs> well, I don't want other nations to look at us anymore. Okay, so, do. So what's the problem with it? Why can't I do this? It's a, for me, it's separation well, of church. But aren't we a Christian nation? No, no, we're not. Yeah, but we're a Christian nation, right? No. I mean, we're also they, by, are we're our also, laws are based on Christianity. Nope. Correct. Nope. But we have in God we trust as our motto. We must be a Christian nation. That was done in the 1950s and was done as a reaction to people trying to do a thing. Yeah, but we're still, it is still our motto. And I think because our motto says in God we trust and the majority of the nation is Christians, 
I have the right to make the Bible the well, book of the United States. Except for then, but, but it says in God we trust. It doesn't really specify. So what about Thor or Odin? But we also know that during the 50s, uh, the almost all the legislators were Christians. So it must have meant a Christian God. Well, it doesn't have to have. If you say the majority were it, Christians, there, that means that there had to be some who weren't. I'm standing out. That is true, <laughs> but almost all the laws were based on Christianity. Can you see where, where I'm getting to here? I think so, yeah. Once you have a God we trust as, yeah, as your motto, it is very hard to justify not having other religious, um, religiously based things because they can always go back and say, in God we trust as a motto, therefore we are a religious nation. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which is why it's... And it makes it really, really difficult. Which is why it's a good idea, in my opinion, to go back to the e pluribus unum. I mean, I mean, like, what is it? The ACLU has has gone after in God we trust on the money every so often, and it's one of those. It's like I don't yeah. think doing it on that larger scale is going to necessarily be a thing, but the the sentiment is nice. And one thing I like about your project is you are doing it on a smaller scale, but because of that, eventually dominoes hopefully will fall and it can boil up to the national. Yeah, yeah. I'm to like hit it at a grassroots level and get local support for it. Um, since um, in God we trust was going up on local buildings and local sheriff departments, things like that. I felt the only way we could really fight it was you know to change the mindset of the people because I'm never going to change the mindset of a legislator, no matter how hard I try. But I will eventually change the mindset of the people, and that will change the mindset of legislators. That is true because well then you're then you're changing their voting base and all of a sudden they're like, oh no, I might not get reelected. Yeah, I mean I don't think this is a reelectable issue, but it's one of those issues that can um, sit there and simmer for a very long time. True. Well, I'm looking at Maddie's additional questions, which are just absolutely awesome, um, and she has this great one. Where's is there anywhere where the God in God we trust motto has been placed where we wouldn't have considered some. You know, they want to. They seem to want to put their name on everything. Right. Um, I think the most surprising place to me was on an ambulance, an ambulance, uh, and um, rescue vehicles, and defibrillators. I trust. Yeah. That's what I would trust. Defibrillators. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got these people, and why it's surprising to me is you've got these people who are literally doing this job of saving people's lives, and they're the ones saving the lives. Yet they've got this, this sign on their thing that says, in God we trust. I mean, who's actually doing the work here? No, and that's yeah. why it was so surprising to me. Awesome. And it actually sounds like we might have two calls, which wow. which is, this is, this is like never happened. I'm, I'm, this is a hot button issue here, Rob. Apparently. I need you on more often. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, all right. We have Rev, Reverend Jack from Minneapolis. Hey, um, I'll make it quick. I just I, I listen to you guys all the time, and uh, and Reverend, and I actually am not that it matters, but I actually am a minister. I say that just because of the conversation. Um, I totally agree. I, one of the things that I I won't take too much time. One of the things that I hate. Um, it, first of all, I agree. I think we should not have in God we trust on the money. What I always feel like this is going to sound weird, but I always find, feel like I have to somehow make excuses when I meet people when I tell them what I do for a living. Because they automatically assume that I'm a homophobe or that I'm a racist or that I'm some kind of a jerk, you know what I mean? And to me, that's not the true, you know, teachings of Christ. But more importantly, 
I mean, everybody should be able to, you know, to do and say and feel and believe whatever they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to say, like, I, you know, I'm in complete agreement um, with what you guys are saying. I don't think they should have prayer in schools. I don't because because you're right. And first of all, I feel like everyone has, you know, should believe take their own spiritual journey. But the point is, is that you're right. I mean, you guys hit it right on. I always tell people, what? So okay, we're going to open up a football game with prayer. Well, then what happens when they want to, you know, pray to some other god that you don't, you know, that's not that's not your god? Um, you know, people throw fits about that stuff. And I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm kind of rambling here, but making um, perfect sense. I just to really oh, yeah, I love your show. I listen to you guys every week, and um, I don't know. That's what I got. All right. Well, <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much, Jack. All right. Um, any comments on that, Rob? Yeah, um, that's great. If he's a minister, um, I don't usually get a lot of ministers that actually agree with this. Like I said, uh, the more liberal Christians are going to agree. Uh, ministers uh, seem to be uh, a lot of times on uh, the the midpoint where they're like, well, it's a yes and no kind of answer for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that he, he's willing to uh, speak out in, in favor of, of what I do. I'm just excited because, you know, Minnesota representing <laughs> – <laughs> we, we're an interesting state, in my opinion, because we've, we've got like red on all three sides, and then we're just like, no, we're not going to do that. So, if, if I remember, so usually when you encounter ministers, are they kind of giving the like the passive aggressive, like we don't really mind having it on there because it fits our worldview. We're not saying we need to have it on there, but we're just saying like, hey, it's, let's not let's not argue yeah. about this too much. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's going to be your middle of the road uh, average pastor, I think. I mean, I, I don't want to paint with this huge broad brush, but uh, you know, you kind of get these three different um, religious groups that are going to liberal religious groups that are kind of on our side, and you get the moderates who are kind of, I, I call it sort of apathetic. We just they just want to go do their thing, right? They don't care what we do, and then you get the uh, hardcore evangelicals who are like, you know, you people are going to hell, and we have to have this motto. Yeah, so I'm going to take a slight right turn, and I know I didn't warn you about this, but um, had you heard about the Bell Plane issue that happened in Minnesota? Uh, um, it, maybe it, it uh, was, you can uh, it was remind the, me. Oh no, that's fine. It was um, so there was a veterans park, and they had a veteran statue that had a cross on it, and of course somebody was like, "Hey, you can't have a cross because it's a public park." Oh yeah, yeah I did yep. hear about this one. Yeah, yeah, and then the t- Temple of Satan came in, and they were like, "We're going to do a thing," and it's like. Okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> now, for the record, yeah, I, I had been um, to that park a bunch, and there was no, there was nothing religious there for years. It was a beautiful park, um, and then it just popped up out of the blue because somebody gave, gave us a donation. Ah, so this wasn't so. So it wasn't there for a long time. No, that was a very recent addition. Yeah, because there's. Uh, if you're on Summit Avenue, they have the Veterans Memorial from the Great War because it, it was World War One before World War Two started. And there's actually this thing in my brain where I'm like, well, technically it's kind of a cross. <laughs> but then that one's been up for over 100 years. So that one, I mean, for me, is a little bit harder. But if it just popped up, you know, in the last couple of years, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. I was just wondering if you had any comments on that, Rob. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's always a comment when separation church state is uh, an issue, and there's almost always something to say when the Satanic Temple gets involved. I love what they do. Uh, in fact, um, some of what I do with the original motto may have been based on some of the stuff that they do, just not as theatrical. You Understandable. Know, um, 
yeah. So um, I figured I would you because they use the, the idea of religion to make sure that everybody's going to get their voice. Uh, the Satanism as an extreme example of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm going to tone it down because I don't want to be, you know, I mean, I love Satanic Temple and everything, but, you know, I don't need this to have that kind of. Um, you just didn't want to wear the press. black lipstick. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying Rob didn't want to wear You and I can wear the black lipstick without any problems. <laughs> Sam, I'm always teetering on the verge of joining the Satanic Temple because they align with almost everything I, I believe too. in. I'm just too lazy because they're so out there and they're they're an activist in the community where they're like an atheist activist group i would even though they're not atheist i would argue that you are not too lazy i would say you are too busy no too lazy whatever yeah yeah i would have joined if amy would let me (laughs) (laughs) well my my wife who's christian did kind of lay down and say you know that is the a line i don't want you to cross and it's like i love you honey but gotta follow my gut so she doesn't want to wear the black lipstick. Oh, no, <laughs> she's like, cool no, with that, no, too. Yeah, no, much. I'm saying his, oh. his Amy. <laughs> no, she just says I'm too busy. Uh, there's that, too. I mean, and that's actually what usually yeah. keeps me on, because it's like I keep I try to keep this show going. And, Maddie, you've got two podcasts. Oh, Scott. Yeah, so, Rob, we're just coming up on the last minute, so please tell us where we can find you on the web and just quick summarize the, uh, uh, the um, original motto project. So, yeah, the Original Model Project is a movement to change uh, in God We Trust to what our founders considered the original model, which is E Pluribus Unum, or Out of Many One. Uh, we can be found at originalmodo.us, and you can find me personally at seculargacking.com. And we are on the Facebooks and Twitters as well, and all those links are in those proper places. Sounds good. Thank you, Rob, for being our guest, and um, it's been great talking to you about this. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and donors. Please join us again next Sunday. You can find places to donate on the website at mnatheists.org. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link. The podcast for the show will be on the radio page later today. Stay tuned for the American Atheist Viewpoint on next. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. American Atheist Viewpoint. I'm Nick Fish, National Program Director for American Atheists, and thank you as always for joining us. Uh, This week, the Republican tax plan has passed both houses of Congress with the Senate voting uh, late last Friday, early Saturday, uh, to advance its version of H.R. 1, which is the uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act. Um, Their version of the bill, the Senate version of the bill, uh, did not include the uh, a provision that was included in the House version of the bill um, that would allow churches and other nonprofits to engage in uh, partisan political activity. That is the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. Um, now, the the fight for this has not yet ended. Uh, the way that this has to go, because the House and the Senate have now passed two different versions of the same bill, is the two houses have to come to agreement on what needs to be in the bill. So in order to do that, they have what's called a conference, and they appoint um, members from both houses as conferees, and they get together and basically negotiate out what will appear in the final bill. Um, 
we, we've been talking about the Johnson Amendment now for essentially the entire year because this has been uh, one of the central components of Donald Trump's campaign promises to the religious right. Uh, but finally, finally, members of the media and the national press have finally picked up on this issue as a critically important issue and as something that will fundamentally undermine um, our nation's campaign finance system. CNN, uh, NPR, uh, Roll Call, and a variety of other publications have already put out um, articles discussing this change uh, just in the last few days. Um, Op-eds and uh, opinion columns and uh, letters to the editor and uh, even – Articles from the uh, from the editorial boards of multiple national newspapers have criticized uh, this move to uh, repeal the Johnson Amendment through the Republican tax bill. Um, the reason for this and the reason for um, much of the uh, concern about this is because it's being done so quickly um, and with so little analysis and without any hearings um, that we don't know uh, fully what the effects will be. We have a pretty good idea um, based on history with Citizens United and with other uh, policies or with other changes that have opened up uh, loopholes to allow more spending in our elections. Uh, but just to give an idea of this, and, and this does bear repeating, since Citizens United was decided by the Supreme Court, more than $800 million has flowed through 501c4 nonprofit organizations for spending uh, in our nation's elections. Now, this money is completely anonymous. Uh, this money is usually untraceable, uh, and this money can be spent without regard for um, any sort of limits. Um, these are the sort of super PACs that everyone hears about all the time. Um, these these expenditures are just the tip of the iceberg, though, if this Johnson Amendment repeal goes through, because donations to a 501c4 organization, while they are anonymous um, and they are given to a tax-exempt organization, they are not tax-deductible. Repealing the Johnson Amendment and allowing 501c3 organizations like churches and like American atheists to engage in partisan politics um, is estimated by the Joint Committee on Taxation to cost the American public more than $2 billion over the course of 10 years. Now, what that means is that uh, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 to $8 billion in total expenditures uh, through uh, churches and other 501c3 groups in that time frame, in that 10-year time horizon. Uh, that is, without question, just a massive amount of money. Um, and, and it's something that uh, is, is just sort of tacked on to the end of this bill. So what we're doing right now is continuing the fight um, and, and really raising awareness about this issue. And as I said, the media is finally picking up on it. And we're encouraging people to reach out uh, to their members of Congress uh, if, especially if they are members of the conference committee. Uh, so I'm going to list off some of the folks that you can, can contact if you are, uh, a resident of one of these states or have these folks as your senators or congress members. Uh, this is when you need to talk to them and let them know that repeal of the Johnson Amendment is a non-starter, that it is something that you will fight to the end on, uh, that you will vote on and that this is, uh, this is a defining moment for you. So the, the members of the conference committee in the Senate, Senate Democrats, you have Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, Patty Murray of Washington, Maria Cantwell of Washington, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, Bob Menendez of New Jersey, and Tom Carper of Delaware. If you, um, if you're in 
any one of those states, please call your senators. The number for the Capitol switchboard is 202-224-3121. On the Republican side, the conferees are Orrin Hatch of Utah, Mike Enzi of Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, John Cornyn of Texas, John Thune of South Dakota, Rob Portman of Ohio, Tim Scott of South Carolina, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Uh, so again, if you are in Utah, Wyoming, Alaska, Texas, South Dakota, Ohio, South Carolina, or Pennsylvania, call your senators today. The number 202-224-3121. On the House side, um, there are um, a variety of members here, and this is a little more complicated because it's not for the ins- entire state. Uh, but on the Democratic side, we have Richard Neal of Massachusetts, Sandy Levin of Michigan, Lloyd Doggett of Texas, Raul Grijalva of Arizona, Kathy Castor of Florida. That's Those are the Democrats. On the Republican side, Kevin Brady of Texas, Devin Nunez of California, Peter Roskam of Illinois, Diane Black of Tennessee, Christy Nome of South Dakota, uh, Rob Bishop of Utah, Don Young of Alaska, Greg Walden of Oregon, and John Shimkus of Illinois. And uh, if you are in any one of those districts, please call your member of Congress today, the number 202-224-3121. This fight is going to go on uh, for the next few weeks while they try to hammer out the details here because nothing is for sure on this tax bill until both houses pass the same version of this bill. So this is the time for us to amp up pressure because once it Uh, Once it comes out of the conference committee, they only get an up or down vote. They can't amend it. They can't make any changes. They can't do anything to it once it comes out of that conference committee. This is the time for us to ensure that the Johnson Amendment does not make its way, the Johnson Amendment repeal does not make its way into the final bill. Um, Regardless of what you think of the rest of it, um, this is the sort of thing that can fundamentally alter American democracy and we have to push back against. Um, one final thing that I want to add, uh, we are very thrilled to announce uh, here at American Atheist the hiring of our, our new legal and public policy director, Allison Gill. Allison joins us uh, from uh, with a wealth of experience from the LGBT movement, including time at the Human Rights Campaign, uh, the Trevor Project, and GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. Um, she's worked on public policy and state-level advocacy uh, for more than a decade and has a really fantastic experience. Uh, pushing through legislation on areas such as um, school bu- anti-school bullying and anti-conversion therapy. Uh, we're really excited to welcome Allison. She will start with us on January 1st, uh, working out of our Washington, D.C. office. Um, for more information about Allison or any of our work, please visit www.atheists.org. Uh, we also have tickets to our national convention are now on sale. Uh, you can learn more about that at www.atheists.org slash convention 2018. And lastly, just one more time, uh, please call your members of Congress and urge them to oppose any attempt to repeal the Johnson Amendment, 202-224-3121. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time.